Robbie Sheeran, author of Tales from Another Dimension, a sci-fi collection. Welcome to the continuing series with Robbie Sheeran. Let's go ahead and do the 10-minute reading. It's just one of the stories from my book, Tales from Another Dimension, and it's entitled Dangers of Atmospheric Entry. This particular story was published in Sci-Fi Shorts, a sci-fi anthology that comes out every year, and they also do a few monthly things too. So this was one of my stories that was published somewhere, and I decided to put it in my, my collection. I'll go ahead and start. The steep angle of friction burned red hot against the bottom of the NASA control module. Traveling at 24,000 miles per hour increased the burn and turning the metal white hot. The three astronauts inside gripped the handrails of their seats with remarkable strength, remaining solid and undeterred by the violent movements of the craft. The walls of the craft contorted and stretched, poised to rip open like a can of sardines. The straining noise of metal panels was loud and should have overloaded the senses within the astronauts' heads, causing dizziness and confusion. But they remained still, heads up, back straight. Their training had been vital for this mission. On the underside of the craft, the heat shield reached 3,000 degrees, creating a cloud of plasma. The astronauts were hit with the full force of seven Gs pulling on their bodies. This caused their grips on the handrails to loosen slightly, but none of them blacked out. Three loud explosions marked deployments of giant parachutes. As ropes tightened against the slack, the ship violently jolted upward before beginning its eerie, silent float toward the shimmering blue expanse below. Within minutes, the craft slammed into the water as the parachutes dreamily floated down and rode the large waves caused by the craft's landing. In the distance, large and small Navy ships approached the craft as it bobbed in the water. Finally, the USS Proteus reached the craft and a small boat occupied by four men in dark blue radiation suits made their way to the spacecraft. The men attached chains to the command module and hoisted it out of the water. The parachutes hung as water poured from them. The crane lowered the spacecraft onto the deck of the ship. Sailors applauded and roared in unison like fans at a baseball game. Soon, the three astronauts shuffled into a large yellow and green containment booth. Like a car wash, Jets of water shot toward the astronauts, drenching them in disinfectant before washing their suits and helmets. 500 miles to the west in the control room at NASA, people celebrated with loud music and joyful laughter. 
The staff danced and drank champagne from little plastic cups, while confetti fell like snow, covering the carpeted floor. This was a historical event for space exploration. Man had finally landed on the moon and returned safely to Earth. Scientists would spend years analysing the data and samples found on the moon, exploring the unknown and even searching for evidence of life on planets. Dr Lily McIntosh sat in the far end of the room away from her colleagues, ignoring the revelries behind her and batting away the odd rogue balloon. She peered at her computer screen and punched a few buttons on the keyboard to change the screen from black and white fuzz to an image of the moon's surface. The video feed was from the module's exterior cameras and had been lost in static interference. And she leaned forward, eager to see the events of the last 36 hours. Lily's eyes grew larger bulged in shock as she witnessed the three astronauts being stalked by strange creatures. Her jaw dropped as she focused intently, horrified as the green humanoid creatures approached the NASA astronauts and pulled out a weapon that caused the men to collapse. After a blip, the angle changed slightly to display another camera's feed. On the rocky surface of the moon lay three lifeless bodies wearing NASA jumpsuits. Lily gasped incredulously and covered her mouth. If the astronauts' bodies were on the moon, who just landed in the Pacific Ocean? The US Proteus floated quietly on the water as waves gently lapped against her large shell. The drone of the diesel engines had stopped. Seagulls circled above, squawking, while a few rested on the wires and poles crisscrossing the ship's deck. But there were no deckhands or sailors. The excitement aboard the vessel three hours earlier had vanished, as if this was a different ship. A metal hatch creaked open, and a humanoid creature stepped out. Its moist skin glistened in the sun, highlighting contours of muscular green limbs. Its clawed feet click clinked across the metal deck, leaving a trail of slime. Another creature, the smaller of the two, wearing the lower part of a NASA spacesuit and boots, emerged through the, s the same hatch. The smaller alien's head jerked to the left as it noticed movement in the corner of the deck. A sailor, hiding behind some equipment, sprang up and made a break for a nearby hatch. It was a pathetic attempt at escape. With a flash of brilliant speed, the green creature pounced. It grabbed the sailor, killing him instantly and then haphazardly launching the floppy body overboard. The alien creature lay down with its back against the deck. The other alien knelt beside the prone one and using his talon like a surgical scalpel, slowly opened the chest of his comrade. He peeled back the skin and bones of the creature and the body cracked and ripped as if being attacked by a lion tearing its prey. At last, he exposed a illuminated purple circle. The alien closed his eyes, and the purple circle glowed brighter until it emitted a beam of light into the sky. The beam hummed, sounding like an electrical current pulsing through a machine. On the bridge of the ship, the third alien rested his upturned arm on the control console. Various translucent wires connected his forearm to a computer terminal. 
He closed his large black eyes and suddenly a flood of yellow, purple and blue light pulsed through the wires. Moments later, the computer display at every station on the bridge turned to static. Lily frantically slid her chair back and got up. She headed straight for her boss. Her lips tightened in annoyance as she had to dodge and weave through the throng of revelers. She tried to wave to get his attention, but Ted simply reciprocated the gesture, thinking she was joining in in the celebrations. It was hopeless. When Lily was stepped away from her boss, all the computer displays blinked from their programs to static. Lily stopped and stared at them, knowing something was wrong. Around her, the party continued. She ran her hands through her hair and clenched her fists. Her head pounded, and she could feel a pain behind her eyes. A migraine was brewing. There had been aliens aboard the USS Proteus. It was the only explanation for the malfunction of the monitoring equipment. NASA and the government were blind, with no radar, no satellite, and zero communication linked to the naval vessel. With no data feed to the upper atmosphere, the Earth was exposed and naked. This could only mean one thing to Lily, an alien assault on Earth. A ship orbited far out in space at the edge of the Milky Way. A beam of purple light cut through the clouds in Earth's atmosphere, beaming through space to connect with the ship. Aboard the spaceship, a large green humanoid creature sat, resting his clawed hands on the arms of his throne-like chair. The perch made him look powerful and majestic. Chatter and movement filled the room as creatures scurried back and forth to each other and their computer displays. A general approached the leader, leaned in and whispered something. The leader stood up, causing his minions to halt their activities and stare at him with bated breath. The room went silent. Zork Zank Zala, Azra Zoka. Rough translation, our spies have made contact begin the attack. Yeah, so yeah, that was a nice setup. There's a lot at stake there. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Robbie Sheeran, author of Tales from Another Dimension, a sci-fi collection. I hope you can check out my book. It's a collection of 10 short stories. And also check out my website. RobbieSheeranWriter.com Sheeran is spelled S-H-E-E-R-I-N. And sign up for future notifications and free swag. And not just regular swag. No pens and bookmarks here, Robbie. Tell us more about that. We will have mouse mats and we will have Yeti branded cups, coolers, things like that. So some some good swag to give away. So make sure you get on the, the mailing list. Sci-Fi Thoughts wants to expand. We want to grow from not just your podcast player, but to spread to your co-workers, your family, and your friends. But I haven't got any friends! Why, you little... One, two, three... Oh no you don't! 
We know you've got friends who are who are into the science, who are into science fiction. These are the people who are playing Halo and Stellaris and, and other space games instead of watching college football. There are the ones in the NASA t-shirts who are busy inventing something with their 3D printers. Email them a link to this podcast. Send them a social media request. Heck, even speak to them and tell them that you've enjoyed the show. The main point is to impress upon them how much you enjoy sci-fi thoughts. Tell them to go to the URL sci-fi thoughts.space. Don't keep sci-fi thoughts secret because keeping secrets from science fiction fans just isn't nice. Check out the show notes and you will find links to Robbie Sheeran's website and quick links to purchase his book, Tales from Another Dimension. What are show notes? Show notes show up right in your podcast player for your convenience. You're not using a podcast player? Well, then go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3 and there you will see the show notes in that web page. This is the last episode of the Robbie Sheeran Tales from Another Dimension series. If you're like my friend Vlade and you missed the beginning, you can find this conveniently at your fingertips by going to your favorite search engine and typing in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Tales from Another Dimension.